Magneto Funky, number 17. It's Monday, April 24th, 2017. Hey, welcome. I'm Larry Winfield, in the pursuit of grid power to the people. This week, we go way back to the dawn of free energy and the first working device of inventor Daniel McFarlane Cook. The music also goes back to a few favorite songs featured in Sundown Lounge, opening with a classic from the band Snowden.
Yeah, that was Anti-Anti by Snowden, the alternative indie rock band based in Atlanta when I first played them. But since they've moved to Chicago, then back up to Brooklyn, and now they're down in Austin. Uh, I have the current website link on the pod page. I didn't see an upcoming gig, but hey, check out their latest albums. Nice. So, last week, we had the first level three power outage here in San Francisco that crippled downtown for most of a workday. Oh, level three? Well, that's what I call between three hours down and a day. It was apparently an insulation fire that took a long while to put out. And you know, it only took another day for others to start speculating sabotage, which is my first thought. So, hey, I'm even more focused on the personal grid. That's why I'm starting at the beginning, 1871 and Cook's Invention. Oh, and for you Tesla acolytes, a factoid. In 1871, Nikola Tesla was 14 going on 15 and starting high school in Karlovac, a city in present-day central Croatia. Anyway, this is a laid-back and often explicit, you bet your ass, weekly international pod zine of extremely eclectic music and progressive politics with a focus on energy independence for the 99%. My pod pages are 1223studios.com slash mfunky.h and facebook.com slash 1223studios. Well, back to the old drawing board. Okay, in grid theory, we're going back to the very beginning of the free energy phenomenon. The first known overtly claimed and granted free energy U.S. patent uh, number 119825, dated October 10th, 1871, to Daniel McFarlane Cook, an Ohio engineer and inventor of technology like the essential sugar evaporator system that boosted the American sugar industry and a battery to power telegraph machines before cheaper tech evolved. Now, there are more patents under his belt, but Cook insisted that his primary interest behind his inventions, what drove his creative fascination, was the study and understanding and mastery of electricity. Now, the actual device, which to me is more an adaptation of existing tech, says right on the patent office document, improvement in induction coils, that he claimed produces a constant electrical current without the aid of a battery. Now, I put a PDF of Cook's patent on the Facebook page, but it's easily accessed online. And if you look at it, keep a couple things in mind. Back in the day, this kind of patent required a working demo model, and induction coils at that time always had interrupters on them, of which this patent was to be an improvement. But the actual language in the document only covers the coil, not the complete machine and circuitry, or any instructions for the general public on how to build the thing. In fact, Cook refers to a circuit D to the battery 
that he also does not show. So maybe people who tried to follow Cook didn't see the interrupter and built the coils without it. But hey, the research says without it, you just have two transformers, which won't work. Now, that sounds like a newbie mistake I'd make from just looking at the patent form. But a professional shouldn't be tripped up on this, right? Uh, Okay, we'll continue on the flip. All right, back to the stage. Uh, Continuing the Sundown Lounge All-Stars with Lost and Delirious by the Blue Seeds, a Montreal-based band whose music resides somewhere between atmospheric rock and alternative folk. Great video, too. Okay, uh, next tune is Flow 
by The Peak Show from L.A. That's Holland Greco on vocals, Dirac on guitar, Alex Painter bass, and Front Row is the producer. Nice.
Hey, Geek Notes. Well, the weekend was a glorious outpouring of science and fact standing up for itself against preening self-assured ignorance. Uh, Saturday was also the start of a special 10-day stretch of activism, what's called Earth Day to May Day, which may have been a thing last year, but this year it comes as we count down to the 100-day mark for the reign of P. Grabby, who took time last week to grab a little pee in the Oval Office, belonging to Chicken Hawk Shit Pants Draft Dodger Ted Subhuman Mongrel Nugent, who's not fit to kiss Obama's ass. Anyway, along with the domestic chaos and P. Grabby trying to out-crazy North Korea, we have the French election first round, which got just the right amount of terror days before to make sure Marine Le Pen gets through to the second round. Which makes me think ISIS, like Al-Qaeda, was a CIA operation to keep the defense industry employed. But... Well, that kind of deep state speculation would get me in trouble if more than a room full of people were listening to my show. (laughs) Uh, So let's just run the dates. Uh, Okay, today the 24th is Isra and Mirage. Uh, This event commemorates the Prophet Muhammad's journey from Mecca to Jerusalem and his ascent into heaven. It's observed on the 27th day of Rajab, the seventh month in the Islamic calendar. And also, in 1990, uh, the space shuttle Discovery was launched from Cape Canaveral, carrying the whole space telescope to be placed into orbit, and which they found a few days later, the mirror was improperly ground, so they had to send back up a pair of glasses for the damn thing three years later. Oh, also on April 24th, in 1886, Petroleum was first discovered in the Middle East. Uh, The first well to come in was on the Egyptian shore of the Red Sea. Okay, let's see. The 25th is World Malaria Day. And that day in 1983, Pioneer 10 crossed the orbit of Pluto to continue its voyage into the universe beyond our solar system. And, oh, we got an event that day. Oakland Crossroads a monthly reading series and open mic that convenes at Studio Grand, 3234 Grand Avenue, from 6.30 to 9 p.m. Pacific Daylight Time. This last Tuesday of the month happening is curated by Susana Huerta and features at least one Oakland poet or writer. But hey, the open mic is wide open. Uh, Tickets are $5 to $15, slide and scale, No one will be turned away for lack of funds. Let's see, the 26th, uh, World Intellectual Property Day. And in 1986, in Pripyat, Russia, one of the four reactors at the Chernobyl nuclear plant exploded in the world's worst civil nuclear catastrophe. Yeah, that sent a cloud of radioactive dust over Europe. Let's see, the 27th, is Take Your Daughters and Sons to Work Day. And, I don't know, maybe this is connected. The very next day, the 28th, is World Day of Safety and Health at Work. Oh, the 28th 
that's the day in 1986 that Russia announced the Chernobyl nuclear disaster. Oh, and also, in 84, this day became Workers' Memorial Day, an annual day of remembrance by the Declaration of the Canadian Union of Public Employees. That figures. Well, they wouldn't remember that in this country, would they? Uh, The 29th is a day to remember chemical warfare victims. And the 20th, yeah, that's also P. Grabby's 100th day, which is a meaningless milestone. Uh Oh, and the 30th, it's finally the day for the poetry bomb going down everywhere at 3.30 p.m. And that's also International Jazz Day. Very nice. So, if you have promos, pluggers, gig info, an art opening, etc., send me an email. The address is mfunkyzine at gmail.com. And bands, artists, and poets, download links, no attachments, please, and no promises. Transfer complete. Okay, in grid practice, let's continue with an actual record. A newspaper article printed in 1886 by the Cincinnati Commercial Gazette uh, when the reporter who filed it claimed to have witnessed firsthand a demonstration of Daniel Cook's perpetual electric generator and engine. A roughly built prototype was in his barn. And he also had a more refined device on a table in his house. And both models apparently worked. This brings back the question. Why was Cook and his machine forgotten or largely ignored for so long? Now look, this is a personal note. In the late 90s, I published a webzine called Liquid Glyph that sometimes focused on alternative power devices, like, say, the water engine. In my research back then, I never came across either Cook or Carlos Benitez. I have my own suspicions. Did somebody at the patent office disappear Circuit D? Did Cook cover himself in confidentiality so well nobody could work out the device? Well, try this angle. In Daniel Cook's time, electricity was still a new and mysterious force of nature still open to varying interpretations of what was going on. What if Cook's personal conceptual framework of electricity led him to try things no one who has today's conventional framework would attempt? Because, of course, that wouldn't work. But somebody with just a little knowledge, more willing to, say, cross the streams, could discover what he was up to. In fact, there are people who claim they have cracked Cook's device and they whipped up the circuitry to do it. Uh, But here's my own crazy notion. If this device, based on pre-20th century technology, was as easy to build as Cook claimed, maybe it's been kept obscured 
because it would mean truly pocketbook free energy. So free you couldn't package and sell it. As in, if I charge you to learn how to paint blue on a canvas, do you really need to come back to learn how to paint green and red? Well, anyway, there's new research out there scattered in energy forums and articles, but I'm not steering you to anyone in particular. Uh, you gotta do the work, get the reading, go through it yourself, and make up your own mind. It's all on the Google if you're interested. Uh, next week, we're going to jump ahead 40 years to the work of Carlos F. Benitez and the patents for his working devices. Yeah, there are three or four different ones. Also obscured from convention until very recently. And as always, this show is neither related to or endorsing any video producers, product vendors, in any way, yada yada. Okay. Uh, one more tune is another lead-off. Well, hey, all of these were lead-off numbers. Uh, it's Western Sunrise by Art Decade, the rock, post-pop, progressive, symphonic pop indie outfit in Boston, also described as David Bowie drinking a cup of tea brewed by Van Gogh after winning a tennis match with Mozart. And hey, if you've never heard this before, and if you like it, Hey, you can go buy it on iTunes. Woke up strolling across the sea Waiting for that western sunrise With each wave I find more peace Let the water break upon me
Okay, uh, that's it for this week. Magneto Funky is a 1223 studio joint. You can find the show and subscribe on my pod page, Facebook, Internet Archive, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Mixcloud. Email me at mfunkyzine at gmail.com. The show themes Rocket Power and Spyglass by New York musician and composer Kevin McClaw. Some additional audio from freesound.org. The next episode on Carlos F. Benitez is set for May Day, Monday, May 1st. I'm Larry, trying hard to stay chill at my Garrett in the Mission. And this is Magneto Funky from San Francisco, where we go through, not into, the darkness.